Hello everyone and welcome back to episode 159 of your favourite Formula 1 show. Yes, Jamie and I return once again with more Knowing Wheel. How how are we doing this week, Jamie? Apparently uh, he how might go loopy. Uh, I was just saying beforehand, uh, it's currently 25 past 5 in the evening. Uh, I've been up at least 12 hours. Um, I had to go to Eddie this morning with my housemate. Not for me, for him. He's fine. He's just next door. Might start screaming if his leg hurts. But there we go. So I'm like, like dosed up on caffeine, ready for this. But I could either fall asleep or just start chatting absolute rubbish. I don't know which way it's going to go. I mean, normally you chat absolute rubbish, to be fair. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> there is that. Uh, but this this might end up being a little bit of a trial by fire. Jamie did mention to me beforehand that he's just discovered that he has free speech, you know, free will. Right. Um, so he, he might just start waffling about anything he feels like uh, as, as the podcast goes on. So we'll wait and see as to what happens today. But of course, you know, we're just, what, two and a half weeks away now from Formula One returning. Uh, remember to pop it on your calendars that, of course, the Bahrain Grand Prix is on Saturday night uh, rather than Sunday uh, on the, what, the 1st of the March, second, I believe? Be. Is it the 2nd of March? Yeah. The, yeah, it is the 2nd of March, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, make sure you don't forget that as well. But I think the first thing we've got to get into, Jamie, isn't it, has got to be all of the livery reveals that have come out since last week's show. Yes, uh, three liveries, I believe, have come out. Four. since Oh, four now. Yes, indeed. Uh, the first, I think, was Kick Salva, wasn't it? It was. Which came out on Tuesday last week. Just... No, Monday night. It was just after we recorded. Ah, okay, classic, yeah. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb. It's horrific. Oh, I'm so happy, because <laughs> you might be the only other person in the world that said this. <laughs> Everyone else is gassing this thing up, and I don't get it. It looks horrendous. I just uh, Alfa Romeo for ever since they they started sponsoring when they had Leclerc and Ericsson in 2018, they made elegant, nice, proper liveries that looked. It was they were just, Italian. They class, were serious, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bit of class on the grid, and now it's just like a, a toddler has got his favourite colours out and just thrown it at an F1 car. It looks well, awful. It looks like, do you ever watch um, Dick and Dom back in like the early 2000s where yeah. kids would get slimed? It just yeah. looks like they've done that to a Formula they 1 just car. They've driven a car through a ball of slime, that's it. Horrendous, <laughs> horrendous. Yeah, I'm not a fan. It just looks so, it looks like it's out of a video game. I said it when it dropped, it looks like a motorsport manager or a my team livery. Yep, it <laughs> that does. you make when it? you're like 10. Yeah. Rather than an official, real, serious Formula 1 team. Which I guess, I mean, they aren't really anyway, are they, in 2024? Well, they yeah, they've at least tried to be. It reminds me of when, in 2017, when McLaren went from their elegant, sleek, black design to this backmarker, black and orange, awful, awful design. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It looks like they haven't really got a designer to do it. They've just got, like... I could have done it. And yeah, I'm yeah. awful at in, uh, an Instagram. The graphic art. design is my yeah. passion. No. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I mean, on a rating of 0 to 10 then, Jamie? Is it... I mean, they've done something different. We always ask for that. But I I think it's it's probably quite low. I'll go for a 3. I was going to say a 2. That's okay. how little I like that car. Um, however, what do you think they're going to do for the season? Well, well, this is what we were about to talk about, weren't we? Um, Indeed. There, there, there might be some bigger problems brewing down at stake, which is quite <laughs> funny. Steak sour. Yes, uh, obviously, uh, Switzerland, well, maybe obviously for 
But Switzerland isn't part of the European Union, uh, much like the UK. But uh, they have their own rules in terms of gambling sponsorships and all these kind of technical, uh, real technical stuff, to quote Nico Rosberg. Um, yeah, so obviously Stake is effectively, well, it is a gambling company, isn't it? Um, so they're legally not allowed to sponsor a company operating in Switzerland, which obviously Sauber is because they're based in Hinville in Switzerland. So they have a title sponsor who's probably bankrolling a lot of their finances for this season and beyond. And their title sponsor isn't allowed to pay them the money. No. Because of because of law. No, so, so effectively they don't so for them to be able to receive money in Switzerland, stake would need a Swiss license to uh, to gambling. Um, which, of course, because they're an online-only gambling company and, you know, I'm pretty certain you can only gamble with cryptocurrency on their website, if I remember correctly as well. You have to buy that Bitcoin or this, that, and the other. Um, They obviously don't intend on paying any tax anywhere. Um, Mm. So Switzerland, which is known for being a rather decent tax haven, but only when (laughs) they're getting their pretty penny out of it as well, um, you know, they, they won't work with other governments or anything like that. Uh, it's why, obviously, they're very, very popular by billionaires and Bond villains. Um, <laughs> Stake might be in trouble, though, because Sauber is, unfortunately, operating inside Switzerland, and they will absolutely come down on you like a ton of bricks uh, if you're mm. operating illegally within the country alone. Yes. So we'll have to wait and see how this one plays out. It'll probably go on for a little bit of time. Um, they have got the kick sponsorship which is like a joint title sponsorship, wasn't it? So that money should be allowed. But even if, if it is 50-50, which probably isn't, well, the, even the if it's prob- 50-50, yeah. they'll only get half the money they were expecting. Well, the problem is there, of course, is kick is owned by stake. Like, it's not a question right. of so whether they'll get 50% of the money from them or there. I think the problem is more if suddenly the Swiss government and, you know, police turn around or you can just go... You know, I think they they let get away with it last year because it wasn't much money because of course it was just a sponsorship deal. They turn around this year and go, oh well, it's actually this live streaming company that's paying us. So they go, we're not thick. Yeah. You know, it's still coming from a gambling firm. Like, no, you're not really fooling anyone with this. Yeah, you're not getting around that, are you? Which makes me laugh that this has been such a big deal this year because it was exactly the same thing last year. Like nothing. Yeah, they changed. they have been sponsored by Stake for more than a year. Um, yeah. yeah. It's just now. That they're the face of the company, I guess. Well, it, Swiss, it was called out last year by Swiss yeah. Law. They, man- they yeah. managed to intervene for one year, apparently, and now obviously it's all flared back up again, which is yeah. very, very weird. Um, let's it's uncertainty on, they could have done without. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, and I yeah, guess... they hopefully, hopefully for Joe Gone you sake, they'll have a good season. But he's also dropped the best helmet of the year. He has. I'll give him that. It's unbelievable. Uh, for that reason alone, he deserves to stay. On Fair the enough. Grid in 2025. Fair enough. Will he though? Is the real question. We ask each other every week. Well, he'll end up at Williams. I've Fair said enough. that for about a year and a half now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm going to die on that hill. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, let's move it on over then, Jamie, uh, to our next livery reveal, which I believe was on Wednesday. Um, Alpine have often delivered us some pretty banging liveries over the last few years. They have. I would say the 2021 livery is probably one that will lived throughout this entire decade as an all-time fantastic livery. Um, and they've they Frenched it this year, haven't they? They've completely <laughs> messed it up. They have ruined it. Uh, they're so desperate to not finish a lonely sixth in the championship. They have 
saved weight by not painting their car at all. So it's it's mostly carbon fiber, and like that's not an exaggeration. I would say more than fifty percent of the body is carbon fiber. But it's um, even with the design choices they have made with the carbon fiber that are stupid because they mm. put carbon fiber on the top of the car rather yes. than paint just on the top bits where people so can actually see it. They've painted bits that you can't really see that clearly. So they, you know they could have just left those bits black. Uh, and painted the bits that you can see, which is a bit what a bit like what Aston Martin have done when we'll get onto them. So, yeah, it's just a bit of a mess to be honest. And they've released a pink one uh, for is it three races again this year? No, eight, I believe this eight year. Eight races. It's a lot more. Yeah. Wow, they might as well just go the full hog and commit to pink. Um, yeah, I I mean the pink one just looks the same because it's mostly black anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't get because I I did a live reaction to the reveal. I was like, the blue one looks hideous, but it's okay. The pink one, you can't mess up pink. And then they basically put no <laughs> pink on it, so it's messed up anyway. Yes, indeed. Uh, I don't particularly like this livery either. It's better um, than the Kick Sauber, or Steak Kick Sauber, whatever it they're is. calling it. Or non-steak, because they can't sponsor them. Yeah, beef. Uh, yeah, beef. <laughs> it's corn. <laughs> corn Sauber. Um, <laughs> that was awful. I will... I th- I th- I'll give it a, a four and a half. I was going to say a four. I was going to say a four. It's, I don't think it quite yeah, reaches there. five. It's pretty no. bad. And the pink one, it's basically the same, isn't it? Mm. Maybe a five. <laughs> I'm, I'm sticking with four. I don't know. The French were good at one thing still in Formula One, and that was painting a Formula One car. And clearly they've gone on strike and won't even do that anymore, uh, which is a big shame. However, it might be controversial, Jamie, but what wasn't a big shame was waking up, what was it, Friday morning to the new V-carb livery. Because that one's Mm. actually, I think, a bit of a banger. It's weird. I know I should like it. I I know that it looks, it's nice. It looks good. And maybe it's because we haven't seen it in real life yet. It's all just been the computer-generated designs. Uh, But I just think it's, it's too similar to the 2017 Toro Rosso, which was stunning. So how the, is that a problem? Because it's not as good. It's just like a worse version of that. So a which... bit like, um, is it Haas this year have just made a slightly worse looking car than last year? Or oh, no, yeah. Williams, sorry, wasn't it? Uh, Williams, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I don't know. I do like it. It just doesn't, I don't know, something, something feels off. It just, the lines don't quite work for me. Fair enough. And maybe when it's on track, I'll, I'll, it'll be different. But At least yeah. it's not all black. It's. I do like it. It's one of the better ones for sure. It just doesn't quite hit for me. At but I do ten... like they've they've monopolised the three colours for their sponsors, which looks really good. They have because they have. yeah, it proper frustrates me when you get like a red and black car, for instance, with sponsors of all different colours. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. which will almost certainly be what the Ferrari is. <laughs> but I think it's. I do like it. I'll give it a seven. Okay, we we were on the same ballpark there as well then. Um, it's not a stunner. No, but me. sadly a seven this year is pretty good going, isn't it, so yeah, far? Yeah, I mean, where, what do we do? Because obviously it's all about saving weight, isn't it, at the moment? Do do they allow... But is it, the, yeah. Because Red Bull, who are the winners, paint their car properly. Well, we'll like, wait and see whether they do this year. Well, Max Verstappen on a on a live stream said that... It was like a Red Bull, what, didn't he? Yeah. He said it looked the same as last year, like yeah. exactly the same as last year, which is very predictable because it has looked like that since 
what, 2016. <laughs> well, yeah, 2005, really. But yes, I, I don't know. I think it's marginal gains, isn't it? And I guess when you're fighting for scraps, that's what you're going to go for, isn't it? Well, yeah, apparently it's worth three seconds a race painting a car. That's quite a lot, actually. Like that could it depends on the race, really, doesn't it? It does depend on the race, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I can I can see from an engineering point of view why they do it, but it's just a shame, isn't it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And this is why I think they, they, they might need to be a new rule put in place of, say, a car can weigh 795 kilos, and then you get two kilos of paint you can put on top of that, or something yeah. like that. Well, they did that with the driver weights, didn't they, to equalise it? Because yeah, yeah. tall drivers are always at a disadvantage, and yeah. heavy drivers, because... The weight Fat of the driver was included, uh, and that's why Rosberg stopped cycling over 2016 summer, wasn't it? To lose a kilo There's and a half. Always a way, Jamie can bring it back to Rosberg, even when he's delusional. You'll find a way. I still bring it back. He's behind me on the wall, so I've got you. A final livery, then, Jamie. Aston Martin. It's exactly the same as last year, isn't it? At least to my <laughs> untrained eye. I I don't know. So it feels a little. I think it's better than last year's. It's it's just more. It feels more sleek, more like complete. Is that just because it's digital renders? It could just be because it's digital renders, and no doubt as the season goes on, we'll see more and more carbon. <laughs> as they, what was it, Williams a couple of years ago, where every race they just had less and less blue paint. Exactly. On it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I do quite like it. It's very sleek, and it's they haven't made a mess of it, which I think it's very easy to do this year. Um. Yeah, I think it's a slight upgrade on last year's car, but it is very similar. But then they've got a brand now, so they're not going to just change it up hugely. No, no, until Lawrence Stroll pulls the plug when Lance is... Because you know as well, in Aston Martin, technically Lance is the number one driver. What, as in he has the first chassis in the first, yeah. like, whatever colour it is for the cameras and that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Alonso is funny. the number two within yeah. that team. doesn't surprise Which, me. I mean, imagine if drivers couldn't pick their own numbers still. Like it was a rebel get number one and number two saying that kind of thing. Imagine the rage Alonso would have when he's going to be like number 12 and strolls number 11 (laughs) next year. Would be hilarious to be. Very good. Unfortunately, it still feels like the biggest story developing right now. We we don't know a lot about still, do we? It's all kind of speculation, Uh, but we, we, we must sort of mention it, shouldn't we? Uh, heading into the new week, of course, still nothing really has been confirmed about Christian Horner and his ongoing allegations. Mm. Though slightly more has come out since we recorded last week. If you yes. watched, you, you just yeah. seen that like it was literally releasing as we were recording, so we knew almost nothing. Uh, but I think we we kind of the whispers are, which obviously there's no smoke without fire, but taking it with a pinch of salt anyway. That close people don't expect him to keep his job. No. no. Which is pretty bad for him, obviously. And it must mean the allegations are pretty bad. Well, it comes from two kind of angles, doesn't it? Mm. Because on the one hand, of course, we've we've heard these allegations that, you know, coercive behaviour within the workplace. Now, that could entail a lot of things, couldn't it? Mm -hmm. You know, the, the aggressive management style, you know, unless he's going around lamping people, is, you know, I think that would be an instant removal you know, it would there would there would be no court case required or yeah. anything like that. You know, if he does, yeah, something so it must like be that. slightly more nuanced than that. Exactly, but apparently the other thing as well, isn't it, is the the Red Bull board, especially the Thai side, since Dietrich Mateschitz died, there's kind of been this pull and push between Helmut Marco and Christian Horner, 
And for whatever mm. reason, staggeringly, it seems like Helmut Marco is apparently winning, in air quotes. Yeah, well, it feels like there's a bit of a divide. On one side, you've got Josh Verstappen and Helmut Marco, which you can't imagine much of a worse duo, really. No. Uh, and then the other side, you've got Christian Horner. And then and Adrian Newey, apparently. And Adrian Newey, supposedly. You've got Max Verstappen is obviously incredibly loyal to his father. And For whatever reason. Incredibly loyal to Helmut Marco because he kind of gave him his shot in Toro Rosso to begin with. So Max, or it certainly, maybe it wasn't Max, but somebody told the Dutch media and that's where it all came about from. So yeah, it feels like there's a divide in Red Bull. It waits to be seen if it will drastically affect how the team is run this season. But it certainly isn't the most wonderful preparation for a new season. Well, apparently it's already been confirmed. That, and it would seem odd to have this already confirmed if it wasn't a likely scenario um, that it would be Jonathan Wheatley that would take over from yeah. Christian Horner in sort of I think he's role. a fairly safe pair of hands. Well, he won in the 2021 World Championship, yeah. didn't he? By yeah. trying to seduce By Michael Massey over the coercing radio. Coercing Michael Massey. Yeah, and, uh... so... It seems very, very (laughs) odd, doesn't it, that so much of this kind of feels like what we we know exactly what could happen. That you're kind of there, like, well, if we know exactly what could happen, if you've got all this plan in place, is it happening? Yeah. If if you had to guess right now, then Jamie, Mm -hmm. Bahrain Grand Prix team principles, who (laughs) is going to be sat with Red Bull Racing in front? Well, it remains to be seen. I think the only question is how long it takes because I. I think I think it, I can't see it dragging into the season. I, I don't know. I can't see, you know, I, I, the problem I think they have with that, of course, from Red Bull's standpoint, is of course if they're still winning on the same level as last year, Max for a start is not going to ever take questions over it. If someone asks no. him what's going on, he's just going to tell him to shut up. Yeah. yeah. I cannot see Red Bull wanting to have to have this looming over them as the season gets underway. No, I don't think they will, but it depends. It just depends how long it takes. And court cases can sometimes drag out for months and months. I think if you say by Abu Dhabi, who's team principal, I'll almost certainly think it's Jonathan Wheatley. Uh, but by Bahrain, I'm not sure. Will there even be a team principal in Bahrain? <laughs> they won't be a team anymore. They'll have quit after winning Max's fourth title. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not good, is it, at the moment? It kind of all feels like, you know, we could be in the early unravelling of Red Bull, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, it's feels kind of obviously, way. you know, Adrian Newey's kind of said, you know, he's got a clause in his contract that means that if Christian goes, he can go, you know, could we to see Ferrari? To Ferrari? Go on, <laughs> I want to believe. You know, maybe You're Fred a massive, can collect massive more Ferrari systems. fan now, aren't you? I've, I've always been a Ferrari fan. <laughs> Whenever we've done this podcast, I've yes. been a Ferrari fan. Not you predicting them to finish fifth and mess it up and finish behind Aston Martin. Ah, wait for it to happen. Wait for it to happen. <laughs> I don't care what happens this year. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, have you read today a very interesting article about racing bulls? Well, they're signing everyone under the sun, aren't they? I, I haven't. I don't think I've seen the article you're referring to, but they are making everyone. huge steps in what basically feels again, you know, kind of another saga going on with Red Bull at the moment. It looks like they could be in a position within the next few years to basically have a full team kind of ready to be sold off to someone else, not a B team anymore. Which apparently Formula One have been trying to push for a little while now behind the scenes. 
Because mm. I think a lot of other companies are going, well, why can we count race, but Red Bull have got two car- well, yeah. cars, even. <laughs> you let them in twice, you won't let it in once. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've said for a while, haven't we, that the um, the the Racing Bulls, Torosso, whatever outfit yeah. has been looking like it's getting sold for a while. What was it when they said they weren't going to take on rookies anymore? Because it's not in their model. Yeah. Is their model sell? Probably. In I that think case. so. I think so. I reckon they might be gearing up for a twenty twenty either twenty twenty six or twenty twenty seven sale. Whether it's we get into the new regs and you know we try and go two separate paths still with car parts and then work out which is better and put them on the Red mm-hmm. Bull. And then we kind of give whatever company or team want to buy it, you know, a little bit of a bump start as well in that regard. It seems like apparently they obviously want to keep Daniel Ricciardo there exclusively because he's fantastic for marketing. He sells a lot of hats. <laughs> he sells a lot of hats. It is very, very interesting, isn't it? Are we about to see Minardi return? Minardi. Paul Stoddart, bring him back. I would get, uh, Paul Stoddart, if he wants to buy back Minardi, I will donate £10 <laughs> to the outfit. I might give 11 Fair well, enough. Uh, Jamie wants to be a big shareholder than me. I do. I want more shares in Minardi. <laughs> <laughs> and I was it thinking, it doesn't feel like Red Bull Junior team have, have signed any huge names recently. Obviously, they've got people on their books who've been there for a while, like the likes of Iwasa, Lawson. Well, Iwasa's there, there because of Honda. Yeah, true. Lawson's there because they want him in. I just had a, bit, a quick Google. They've they signed a bunch in 2023, uh, but the most prominent name in there is probably Pepe Marti or Oliver Goethe. Yeah, so yeah. not like huge, huge... You know, they're not Ollie Behrmans or uh, Kimi Antonelli's, are they? No. So It, it kind yeah. of feels like maybe at the moment the Red Bull kind of will sponsor every driver in Formula 2 that isn't sponsored by someone else. It yeah, kind of feels like, again, we're going else. through a bit of a slump, aren't we? Kind of like we did in sort of 2013-2014. <laughs> Are you saying that this is the end of Red Bull dominance? I'm not I'm, I'm not saying it's the end. I'm hoping it's the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get the hopium away. and uh, We'll talk about Max's 15 race wins at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. You're only, you reckon it'll only be 15? Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> cool. Now, there's no way. There's no way they can be as dominant as they were last year. Surely. I hope not. I hope Surely. Not. Just for the sport's sake, as much as anything else. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting, though, isn't it? And speaking of Red Bull, again, pretty much all our stories this week, unless it's a livery, are about Red Bull. Alex Albon is apparently, yes. potentially, a call-up either back to Red Bull or to Mercedes. Yeah, everyone wants him. He's got a lot of people after his signature, which confuses me a little bit, to be honest, because... What what's changed after he got rinsed by Verstappen? All he's done is beaten a bunch of second-rate teammates. I like I don't get me wrong, I rate <laughs> Alvin. He's a very good. I driver. like Alvin. I do um, like Alvin. He's a good driver. He would, you know, he's in. For me, there's like a top five. Obviously, you know, these are champion material drivers. Yeah, yeah. You've then got a middle fifteen, or mi- sorry, a middle middle like 12. ten. Yeah, yeah. And Alvin is in there somewhere, along with the likes of Gasly, Ocon. Yeah, Alvin to me is kind of like a new Jensen Button. He might win a world championship if the cards fall (laughs) perfectly for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, he's he's kind of a man in demand. But you, I mean, don't get me wrong. Jensen was obviously a very good driver, but of course he kind of then slotted in perfectly in this era where the Schumacher dominance was ending, 
and then no one can really try and properly sort of cement themselves as the top dog the threat. for a yeah. few years. Yeah. You know, you got I, I kind of categorize the drivers who could become a one-time champion. You know, the likes of Button or yeah, Massa yeah. Yeah. or even or Ricardo. Albon. i probably put in that category. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or Albon. And like, there's, a, there's so many of those drivers on the grid that I kind of think, why why is he in such demand from two of the top teams on the grid? Well, why in Especially Red Bull. Red Bull. Especially why? Red Bull, because he's already been ridden by Verstappen once. But so... I, think, I think they do genuinely just see it as... Oh, we might. We can offer him enough money. He'll come back, get rinsed for two years, and leave again. Is this seriously what Red Bull wanted? Well, exactly. I, <laughs> I, I get it by, from Red Bull's standpoint. I don't get why Albon would want to go back there. It's like going back to your ex. I don't I, think he I, will. I don't get he has anything to claim from it apart from maybe he gets a few podiums. But I why feel like not? he should steer clear of exactly. going up against Max Verstappen as much as he can. Really, why doesn't? I, I mean, if it was me, you've got a Williams team right now that is getting better. Yeah, it might take a few more years, but they're getting there. You are the heart of their development. You are literally... You, you've effectively got the opportunity here for Williams to make you their Max Verstappen yeah. within their organisation of completely build everything around you. I would be taking that and running. Unless they were you know, still finishing 10th each year, I would be taking mm. that opportunity and playing it out for as long as I could right now. Yeah, definitely. And I think you just to do that for as long as you can if Williams stop progressing you line yourself up for a move to Audi or Alpine or McLaren or one of these teams that doesn't have Max Verstappen in it yeah or Mercedes <laughs> yeah you've clearly shown that going up against one of the greatest of their generation is probably not the best idea well, the, the, pro- the problem is as well of course is you know it still goes back to this old adage of you know understandably Red Bull have built that team around Max you know three time world champion are you ever going to blame for that no of course not but if you've got the opportunity for someone to do that for you, why then are you going to go back into someone else's team that's perfectly designed for them yeah. after you got rinsed? Yeah. Yeah, it would be different if, you know, it was another one of these drivers and they haven't got up against Verstappen before. So say it was Esteban Ocon, for instance, who's, I, I uh, imagine... That, that is one driver I'd love to see that actually happen, to be fair. What, get demolished? Yeah. <laughs> like, you've got a... Like, obviously every driver's got massive self-belief. And I remember listening to a podcast with david coulthard i think and he did you know when he, he was won formula at, one races he did actually that I've, surprisingly uh about 13 of them i think um, he's another one that could go in your in your one world championship bucket yeah definitely and he when he was up against mika hakkinen who again was one of the fastest of his generation he had to believe that he could beat mika he had to because otherwise what are you here for exactly and like all these drivers have immense self-belief but there's always a little bit it's probably in the back of their mind, like when Lando Norris in the interview the other week said, "Yeah, he doesn't want to go to Red Bull." You know, he's got that little bit of discernment, being like, "Actually, it wouldn't do me any favors to no. go and get beaten by Verstappen." Yeah, why jump into the lion's yeah. cage? Yeah, why go into bit? his comfort zone? Yeah, and get rinsed. And yeah. I feel like Albon should heed that advice. And I mean, is there is there even potentially a small element of? Hang on a minute. The, the lion's cage, they might be getting a new person at the helm, might be a new shake-up here, there, and there, here, there, and everywhere. You know, Ferrari, next door, you know, they're, they're just, you know, sending some fireworks over into that lion's cage at the moment as well. You know, maybe Red Bull is not going to be the place you want to be soon. Maybe it's Mercedes, which is another one of the other offers on the table. Exactly, exactly. And our, our final topic today then, Jamie... 
um, has got to be that Mercedes apparently today have come out saying that Kimi Antonelli <laughs> is their number one choice. I called it. What I'm more scared about is the second choice. Oh, I would love it. I would love it if it was the second choice. Fernando Alonso, bring him into Mercedes for a couple I years. I don't get why they would want him. <laughs> he just brings instability to a team. I would adore if Alonso... I would become such an Alonso superfan if he went to Mercedes. What I want to know is, would George Russell absolutely hype him up, or would George Russell try and downplay him? Well, Russell would do his absolute hardest to beat him, for oh, sure. Oh, no, I, I meant off the track, to be fair. Off the track, he'd be very well-spoken of him, I think, until Alonso blocked him at a pit stop or something yeah. along those lines, yeah, yeah. and then it would be all out of war. Exactly. But I'm, abs- I'm here for it. Make it happen. Okay, okay. And do you speaking of... Think, do you genuinely Fernando think it'd be Alonso, a wise move? Okay, sorry. I'm I, don't, I don't know if it'd be wise, but... I don't know if it'd be wise, but it'd be funny. That's all that really matters. <laughs> <laughs> but we were talking... Actually, I... We're doing the quiz. There's five answers. We're doing the quiz. That's a fantastic segue. And we've just spoken literally two of your five answers. We've already mentioned it. Oh, no. So, yeah, since the beginning of the 1984-1 season, there have been five drivers to score a podium finish. That surname begins with the letter A. Oh, dearie me. You have 30 seconds because we've already got two out of five. (laughs) Uh, Time starts now. Go. Alonso... Alban. Yes. I mean, what is this for a quick... <laughs> Alboreto. There you go. Uh, John Alacy. There you go. One more. Um... you got ages. A- you got half your time left. Hey, hey, hey. This is such a bad quiz. <laughs> um... Think about it. you got five seconds. Okay, right, I, I can't get it. Can you give me the year? Uh, 82. Oh, dearie me. Think um, about their, the name is in the press a lot. Their name is in the press a lot? Recently. Your time's up. You've, you've got four out of five. Well, oh, then. I know. I know. <laughs> Can you give me the Grand Prix? I don't know if that will help, really. <laughs> Maybe not, no. Um, hey. Is he, did, they, did, did they win a world championship? Yes, not in the eighties, in the seventies, but they scored a podium in the eighties. Oh dearie me! They they won a world championship in the seventies. So it was Stewart, Fittipaldi, Lauda, Hunt. Late seventies. Oh no, not not Brabham. Of course, that's B. That's B. Well done. Not obviously Keke Rosberg. Want it for Team Lotus, if that helps. I cannot work this out for the life of me. If I said... Try and... uh... Andretti, of course. There you go. I was trying to work out how to hint to you. Yeah, yeah, of course. Enter your history, because they failed to enter F1. I just, Uh, yeah, was nowhere near that for some reason. There you go. To be honest, I thought we'd already gone back to the US by the end of the 70s. Oh, well, he left... In eighty one, and then came back and scored a podium for Ferrari, and then dipped in eighty two. Wow, fair enough, fair play, <laughs> fair play. Um, have we got anything else to add, Jamie? It's been a fairly quick fire one today, hasn't it? It has, it has. We didn't actually rate the Aston Martin. Uh, I'm giving uh, it a six. Oh, it's going to be a bit more generous. I like it. I'm going to give it an eight. You reckon it's, it's better, better than... for me? It's than... better than the V Carb, yeah. Fair enough, 
Fair enough. Yeah. Um, or ever calling it. What a stupid name. Yeah, yeah, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> um, I mean, we've, we've got, obviously, winter testing kicks off towards the end of next week. That's going to be quite exciting. Indeed. So we're going to be able to do, like, a winter testing preview, um, which should be quite good fun. But I think that's going to do us, then. Thank you, everyone. Have you got any plans everyone. for uh, Valentine's Day on Wednesday? I'm doing the Daytona 500. Oh, great. Lovely. You to know. My, my Valentine's Day technically begins pretty much when we stop recording this. So Lovely, lovely. Um, hence why we're, we're hurrying it up. We're rushing the end. Thank Making you all. sure that Matt leaves on time. And I'm so keep much talking, So it makes it less likely. <laughs> if you have enjoyed, please do make sure you leave a like. Get yourself subscribed. Uh, and yeah, we will return next week then ready for a uh, winter testing preview show. That one is going to be fun.